Hello, hello, and it's another Shed and Boys podcast. I'm your host, Professor X. And I'm Mikey B. And Mikey B, another weekend has come to a close. Chelsea, three points richer. Three points richer and up the table more. Uh, up the table more. Up we go. Up, up, up. Can you believe it, ladies and gentlemen? We are a point behind Liverpool. Another a point. Another week of non-offensive players scoring goals. Yeah. So apparently it is the tale of of two sides of a coin not working in unison. If it sounds confusing, it's because it is. Like for no reason. Apparently under Frank Lampard, we had more offensive production, but we we're very shaky in the defense. Now with Tuchel, we are solid minus Rudiger. My, I we'll cover that in a little bit. Minus Rudiger, we're solid in the back, but our off our offense cannot seem to put points on the scoreboard, and then our defense come in. Now, I will say, Timo Werner's earned penalty, uh, which Jorginho sunk into the back of the net. That did come off of Timo Werner production. So I, you know, our offense is in vital areas. They just can't seem to capitalize in the final third. They can't get the ball in the back of the net. Yeah, unless you're Antonio, uh, unless you're Antonio Rudiger, and then you uh, could put it in the back of the net for Sheffield United. Yeah, that back pass. That back pass looked like a shot. It looked like he was purposely seeking it. In. Now, ladies and gentlemen. I know. I know he did not purposely shoot it in. Unless he really hates Mindy and loved Keppa. And he's like, I got it. Or into some weird sports betting conspiracy. Um, It's an accident. It's a stupid one. It happens. Yeah, I mean. It happens. I'm not a fan of it. I still think. Zuma was injured, so. When Zuma comes back from injury, Rudiger will go back to the bench. Yeah, I just uh, I don't. He'll be in rotation for like FA Cups and stuff, but yeah, to keep the legs he fresh, he will not uh, be a normal starter. I do not think, but I could be wrong. Don't know Tuchel that well, right? We're we're still learning. I I've I've actually I've watched him from afar for a while now because he was at Dortmund and then he was at PSG. But like this hands-on, no, not until this season, not until really this half of it. Um, and to be honest, he's like kind of like the stepdad right now. I'm just kind of filling it out. Again, <laughs> it has not been five games yet. When we play Atletico Madrid and we go in and play Man United, that's the first game where I actually judge Tuchel. The Man United game will be the first time I actually truly judge him as a manager. Right now, it's all new manager stuff. So players could be overplaying just because of the new manager and they want a spot on the team. And then they'll get lazy again after he... Uh, yeah, what, what, what the team does once, we've get in, once we get into a place of complacency... Now, here's the thing. I have a feeling that the complacency won't happen, potentially, until next season. Just with the momentum that the team is in right now, 
the fact that the top of the table is looking shaky. Um, Man City is... I've said this for years now. Man City is very similar to Chelsea. What they do during the December and the January transfer window from a team perspective will determine the outcome at the end of the season. And when they've when they've had a solid winner, they come out on top. They've had a solid winner. Uh, minus... <laughs> minus the the COVID and minus some of the games being postponed. That's the other thing. They have games in hand, so they haven't even played all their matches, if I'm not mistaken. So the other teams that look really vulnerable, really vulnerable. So it is not with... First off, Chelsea is still mathematically able to win the Premier League. They're Man City that's how close. dropping points. Right. That, that's how close... The table was. That's why this is a bad season for the Premier League across the board. I think. I think it's bad for Premier League managers because the the point spread is so close that like a victory m- makes you jump up like six points in the like six yeah, we places, and then a draw place. you drop three. We were, we were just in tenth place. Yeah, and fifth. Right. So that that is crazy. To, to to think that it's not crazy, I should say, to think that we can't technically win it. I think Man City's form is just unshakable. Now, we do play them uh, at the tail end of the season. Man United do play them at the tail end of the season, so we'll see. But it's not unrealistic for Chelsea to come in second. Really. not. It's not unrealistic, but I'm not going to say it. I think it's more realistic for us to win Champions League than come in second. I think we'll get FA Cup success. That that that's something I stuck to. Uh, I do think <laughs> at the beginning of the, the season. Cup. I do think we could win the FA Cup this year, uh, barring Anthony Taylor. Um, but I do think we have a higher chance if we can beat Atletico Madrid, which is going to be hard because Suarez has scored. He just broke Ronaldo's record. Sixteen goals in seventeen matches. Hate to see it. And it was for free. It was for, for free. free. Barcelona over there struggling. And Chompy McChompers. Should have locked him up. El Chomper is now in Atletico Madrid. And he's scoring away. Just just scoring away. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I mean, the what, what did you think of the match performance overall? Like It wasn't a bad match performance. There wasn't anything to write home about. Like, it was... It was just a decent game. Like, but again, who we were playing at the time, I'm just, I'm not like, it's Sheffield United. They're in relegation zone. Yeah, they're the bottom. So, this is the bottom of the table. Like, legitimately the bottom of the barrel right now. That That's where Sheffield stands in the tables. So, it's a game that right off the bat, you, you know, Chelsea should be the victors of the game. Like should, yeah. should. Uh the way that Chelsea has been playing uh under Tuchel, I will say, uh has that swagger back where you feel like, yeah, like we are Chelsea. We will win. We haven't had that for a while. And and that's that has nothing to do with Frank Lampard. That was even before Frank Lampard. We start we I at least I did as a as a fan. I felt like I lost that that sheen, like I'm always gonna believe that Chelsea is gonna win and can be victorious, but 
you know, sometimes you like you re you re. Let, let's be honest, you really gotta like try to convince yourself of that to, in some of the games. I, and I'm sorry to be a pessimist, and I seem <laughs> very pessimistic. We're also catching the teams in the right time. Like Tottenham is in the worst form they've been in the entire season. Yeah, I'm much happier playing this Tottenham than the Tottenham that started the season. Yeah, I mean they are proving without more, and more. Kane, yeah, they're Harry Kane, Kane, the Kane without, show. It's basically the Patriots without Tom Brady. <laughs> do you really think the Tottenham is that? I mean, I know we don't like Tottenham, but do you? That's kind of insulting to Tottenham because the Patriots were, gosh, awful, like so bad. Like, who really thought that Cam Newton was going to be the savior? Like, like. No, but like Jose Mourinho came out and said, we don't have Kane. He basically yeah. pointed out that Tottenham is one player. Yeah. And that's and even with, like, again, top players like Son and Gareth Bell that are playing. Right. But the thing, I mean, to, to Tottenham, I mean, to his credit, uh, Tottenham are they, are, they are successful Newcastle United. Yeah. Like, both, both of those teams are, they have owners that, notoriously don't like to spend money. Now, I've actually come to their defenses uh, because in the times where they do spend, they buy really, really bogus players. Like for every son, there's... Oh my God. Like, No, I actually liked um, uh, Jose's pickups uh, the first year, the first season, and this season. I think the players that Jose convinces Levy to pick up are pretty decent players like Bergerwine, like he hasn't come into like his entire his entire skill set he's still a young player but and getting acclimated to the to the premier league he's he's he is a decent scorer he did score major goals from him last season yeah so in all honesty it comes down to one thing is when harry kane gets too old tottenham will be a mid-table club Unless they balance will be restored to the force. No, but that's the thing is they will be a mid table club unless they buy a player that or players to make up for his his uh, him leaving. Yeah, I mean, sorry Sheffield, you know, hate hate to hate to. They're getting relegated this season. Oh, so. the writing is pretty. It's not set in stone yet, but it's. You know the ink is actually might it's be. drying up on the stone. It no, I actually think it might be. They have eleven points. West Brom has twelve. Fulham has fifteen. Burnley has twenty three. If Burnley can just tie a few games for the rest of the season, there there's no way for Sheffield to move up that far. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. It, it's pretty... They would have to beat a lot of teams. Like, and I'm talking about top six teams. Oh, yeah. They are... They would have to take it to the limit. They would, they have, would to have to take, take it to the, to limit. the limit. They <laughs> would have to take it to the limit. And I just don't... I, I don't see that at all. I do think that Chelsea, right now, sitting in fifth at 39 points, one point behind Liverpool, uh... Three points behind Leicester, six points behind Man United, 
and ten, uh, basically eleven points behind Man City. We're we're not in a bad spot. We'll at least play Europa football next season. Yeah, I mean we'll we'll see European play um, again. I, FA Cup. I I think that's our most viable silverware. Silverware. Then if we're you know. You can think of us crazy, but then the second most viable is like Champions League. I think tournament play is going to favor us when it comes to silverware. That those are going to be our best chances because it's the best team on the day, not the best team overall uh, that comes out victorious. That's just how uh, now one would say that the most consistent should be then consistent on that day. But we've seen Cinderella stories. We've seen upsets. Upsets. Chelsea themselves. It was written in the stars as Gary Neville. Uh, so eloquently put it when we capitalized on our Champions League success against, I mean, arguably the Iceland to our mighty ducks when it comes to uh, Bayern Munich that year. Like, like that was Team Iceland. I actually, actually, for Champions League this season, if we can be Atletico Madrid, I don't think we will make it to the finals this season. If if we can be Atletico Madrid, no. we'll have a we'll have basically Tottenham making in, making it to the finals Champions League <laughs> like two years ago. Freaking and the beginnings of the greatest Premier League team of all time. No, Barcelona shit the bed that game, man. No, no, like, like, but, like Barcelona did the unthinkable. <laughs> like some, I the funniest thing is I actually saw somebody post a, a post. Uh, they they say that the Premier League is the toughest. When's the last time the Premier League won Champions League? I was like two like, years ago. Like you legitimately idiot. two seasons ago, but like you idiot. Like, like <laughs> you, do you not watch Champions League football? And you posted this. You're an idiot. <laughs> like I don't even know why you posted this. Like you must really not know football at all. Like at that moment of time, I was working so much. And I was having a hard time keeping up with football, and I still knew that. Yeah, so, like when's the last time? Legitimately, the second to last <laughs> Champions League, the season before COVID. Right. The, the apparently the time that wasn't yeah. like like it, it, we've COVID has distorted our perception of time. Like uh, years seems to have passed in in less than a year. When's the last time that Man City won the Premier League? Like, like three seasons ago. Yeah, and they won it multiple times. Yeah, like I, I, I want to go like, hey, buddy, um, just just to let you know that when this podcast first started, uh, a Premier League team was still the reigning Champions, Champions League, League holder, <laughs> like because the Champions League had not been decided yet. So. Oh, let's think. <laughs> and to be honest, the only reason Bayern Munich won that season, that that year is like they had the perfect timing and they played the perfect teams for their skill sets. Yeah, I mean that that was I, I mean I had Bayern and PSG going to the finals. I'm a Bayern fan. I do not think Bayern can beat the top four teams in the Premier League on a regular basis. On a consistent basis, no. That's and that that is something that will wear on a team. 
That's not like it. When you're legitimately the top dog in your country, like you really have to like go out of your way to mess up for you to not win the title. They've won it so many years consistently. It's almost like a, a weight has been taken off you. You no longer have to worry about that. You already that. know you're qualifying for Champions League. Right. You already know that you're getting the money for that. You just focus on the tournament opposition. Like, they've had a leg up. Now, if you take Bayern, this is, again, we're going to cover FA Cup. Don't you worry. But this is one of the reasons why the thought of a Champions League season is so appealing. Like, guys, they're, they have postulated this. FIFA will, but they won't be players from. Yeah, like UEFA. I, I want to say UEFA is the biggest opposition to this. Yeah, they're talking about blocking international play. Period. If any of the player, any players play in that, they will not be able to play for their national. Team. Right, but the idea would be instead of doing the Champions League tournament, it would literally be a Super League season. So, could you imagine? Like, could you imagine the top four teams of England? Playing the top, I want to. I think it's the top three teams in Spain, top two teams in Germany, and like all from the other respective leagues that contribute to Champions League. Like, and they just played each other on a consistent basis. And at the very end of it, the team with the best overall record would win the Champions League. That sounds amazing. But I think when you introduce that model, one, you have to worry about fatigue and injury, but playing consistently strong opposition day in and day out, I think it changes Bayern Munich's tune. I, I do agree. You also have to stop buying because they're able to use Germany as a feeder system. They get a lot of young talent and that's why tournament play is really good for them because they have such depth. Um, but their striker positions are usually sealed by like one or two people. Yeah. So this, I mean... I, I doubt we'll see it, but I doubt we'll see it. But it would be a cool, it would be a a cool thing to to witness if, if we were ever, ever able to get it done. Now, don't get me wrong; I know I've oversimplified it. What happens to your regular leagues, league, all that stuff? There's a lot of things to, to, that you would have to factor in on that. But just the overall concept does seem uh, tantalizing to moi. Now, FA Cup. Speaking of tournament play, we drew. Uh, our our FA Cup draws have been super super favorable. We got a another gift uh, from the gods, Barnsley. Uh, they are not in the top division. Uh, I want to say they're not even in the championship. I think they're in uh, League One, so three positions down, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they're they're in League One. Yeah, so like they are they are down down there. Again, respect that. I, that's what I like to say. I I don't I don't think that Frank Lampard set the team like this purposely. But to me personally, Professor X, when I see my team come at any team, no matter how strong or how weak their roster appears to be, or their previous gameplay proves them or shows them or depicts them to be. I love it when my team just plays at them hard. It doesn't matter who you are. I'm going to play Man City the same way I play Barnsley. When I see that, um, it makes me super proud of my team. Tuchel, 
plays with that style. Like every team, and that's what I mean by getting that that confidence and swagger mm. back. That yeah, we're gonna win this game you know who, because we are Chelsea. You know who's gonna have confidence? Kai Havertz. Do you think he's you gonna start? Why? He should, and you know why? He had a hat trick against Barnsley earlier this season. Yes. And another cup. Oh, and the uh, the Carabao Cup. Yeah. Oh. That's so. We had a six zero victory over them. Oof. With Ross Barkley, Kai Havertz. Yeah, well, bye bye Rossi. Kovacic. Uh, the lineup was actually like a all the young guys. That's one of my favorite memes that I saw uh, today. Is the fact that it's like uh, Kovacic and Jorginho under Tuchel, and it was just a picture of Xavi and Iniesta. Like, if we lose this team, Tuchel should know that oh, Frank Lampard beat this team six zero. I, I I don't think we're gonna lose this team uh, this game. We beat them six zero last night. Last time. What's going to again? What my concern is going to be in this game is if our offense finds it very difficult to score. If the goals, a win is a win is a win. I do not want to take that away. A win is a win and a win. And this is not me attacking Tuchel. I've always been a proponent no, that a six zero victory. Right. We already had a six zero victory. Well, the, it's team. the players on the field. Like no matter how much strategy you put, once that whistle blows, it's up to them to execute it. So. Like when it comes to Barnsley, if the goals have to come from our defense, or if we squeak out a one to zero, that is, yeah, it's it's really it has deep warning signs. It has very deep warning signs. We have to dominate. We have to dominate. We should. We should dominate. Um, This would be a great time to. String some wins together. String some wins together, but also give some players who might be on the fringes some game time just to... I mean, this is this is a might... problem Frank Lampard did not have, which is he did not have... At, at least this could be my perception. He didn't have all of the healthy components that Tuchel has started off with. We, now, we know there's some injuries have been hit, but in could, certain positions... We could come to the end of this month and Ollie could park the bus on us. So that's the thing is like we need to string together the next. I mean, Ali is going to park. He's parked the bus on all top opposition. He has yet. He has not beaten them in the league. Not in the league. In but the in league. Cups, I, we yes. had the Liverpool issue, so I know Manu. But we about the Liverpool. Yeah, I understand the Liverpool game in tournament play. Yes, you did win, but. Ali doesn't play the top opposition. He plays not to lose. He does not play to win. So how Jose of him? Right, right. I don't, I don't get it. I, I don't understand what Man United fans see in that man. Like I, I, like I really don't think he does anything but be the stepdad that's always fighting for I, the love. At least of they can the say child. they. At least they can say they support their manager regardless. I mean, and he's technically he's not like a he's technically one of their club legends. Based he, on their, he is one of their legends. He's not the legend, but he is one of them. Uh, so, who do you think starts the FA Cup match against Barnsley? Havertz will, Werner will, Werner as central striker or Werner as left wing, as he's been starting. 
I actually think he starts as a striker this game. Okay. I think. Do you think Havertz is on the wing? No, I think he plays the ten role. Okay, so for so he's no Kovacic then. He's going to play in the Kovacic spot. I do think so. I think he's going to be a Roman Remington. The right, I think it should be Cho, but he's been playing as a wing back. This one's going to be tough because if we beat them 6-0 last time, I think Tuchel might play around with it. To be honest, I know the young guys will play. I think Billy Gilmore will get a start this game. I do think Mount gets a start this game. I don't think we have a. Uh, I don't think we have Jorginho or Kovacic in this game. No, I. I, I do I agree. think Mount does. I do think, and I think Mount starts on the the left, or yeah, the left. Yeah, Mount. I think Mount has solidified that his place on the team is it, it's merited, and it, it's he's going to be on the sheet. Uh, I think this is a game that with the richness of depth that we have. So don't mistake what I'm saying. Just because a player's on the bench doesn't mean that they that they aren't a starter on that they couldn't be a starter on the team or shouldn't be a starter on any other team uh in the Premier League. So I think with the richness of depth, I think this game he gives a lot of players that haven't seen that much playtime or no playtime at all. I think he gives them uh the ability to to play um we we have a, a deeper substitute bench because of the whole covid protocol so we can bring more people uh so we have more options we have the concussion protocol substitutions so i think havertz does start i think Havertz starts over uh kovacic i think he'll he loves Jorginho so much uh Jorginho seems to be playing out of his skin for him that he's going to rest Jorginho for this game. This is a good game for for Conte or Billy Gilmore uh, to, to play. I would like to see Billy Gilmore, honestly. I think if Billy starts and I think Conte, Conte finishes comes near the end to get him some game time. Yeah. But, yeah, I think Billy starts this game. Um, I do think Chilwell starts this game. See, I think, uh, I think it will be either... It depend. This will be this will be telling. I think if Chilwell starts, I think that shows that he favors Alonzo over Chilwell. I think Alonzo will actually start this mm. game um, on the left. I think Reese James has been playing on the right um, the past couple uh, two games. Cho has been on the right, and Reese plays right underneath him. I think he plays really well that way. Um, the question is, do we have any, the the injury to Thiago Silva makes it so it'll be Rudiger the center backs are going to be Christensen, uh, Rudiger, and then I would think Dave uh, or Aspilicueta will be the center back. So on the right, unless he puts Emerson on the right. I don't. Think, uh, I don't even think he plays Emerson. Right. So I, I, think I, I do off, think it's Reese there. I think he has the same issue with Emerson that everybody else does is he doesn't want to listen to the managers. Mm. And I think we offload Emerson after this year. It's a possibility. Um, what and I said, Mount. I said Mount on the left. If he plays Emerson, is actually to get some goals from Emerson, or at least get some good showing, so that other teams will be appetized to buy him. Mm. I think. That's that's a good point. Um, what's it called on the right? I think actually Hudson Doy comes on as a substitute. I don't think he starts. I think he'll give like if Zayich is healthy, 
I think he'll give uh, Zayich an opportunity on the right side. And then I can see that. substitutions or uh, the striker position. I don't see why. If Werner's not striker, he's going to be a winger. Uh, because this is a prime game to get confidence. He should be able to score in this he'll game. He'll be a striker this game. So I think he'll be a striker um, with and Pulisic he, coming in uh, for him. Yeah. And I, the sad part is I, I think Giroud should technically start this game. But just because he hasn't been playing. Yeah, but if we don't need height, if we don't need height, it doesn't seem to be the play style that Tuchel wants. He, and he, Tuchel already knows we beat them 6-0 with... A very not the same formation, but uh, with all the players almost at his disposal. Worst defense. Yeah, at that time period, they were not considered uh, like that. We were gaining form and traction, and we played with uh, Kepa as the uh, keeper. Mm-hmm. Well, it's it's a very unique perspective on the way that Tuchel. Uh, Tuchel's going to show us a lot of stuff in these type of games because it kind of shows you who he favors. But it also shows if he wants to rest players. There's so many things to grasp at. Like, I don't want to be a media member and say, like, this guy believes this because he made this decision. I don't want to do that. I didn't do that for Frank. I'm not going to do that for Tuchel. Yeah. I'd be hypocritical of me. Uh, I did question, and Professor X questioned some of Frank's decision makings and changes. Um, himself during the season. Yeah, and 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 to be honest, just because I think, like for instance, I think if Alonzo uh, or if Chilwell starts in this game over Alonzo, I think he actually favors Alonzo um, on on the big games. That's not saying that he's wrong to do that. I may not personally like all of the dimensions and aspects of Alonzo's game. Um, and I'm a, but it doesn't mean that he hasn't been playing well under Tuchel. So it's not. I'm not saying that is a bad thing. Now, does he give you defensive capabilities? No. I think if anything, Tuchel has solidified that Alonso is a wing back. He is not a right back. He is a wing back. Whenever you put him in a wing back situation, he's going to do well. But that's all he'll ever do. Yeah, that that's his lot. That's his slot. He's not versatile. In that aspect, I could probably poke a hole in that and saying his scoring ability and his whipping ability. Maybe you just make him a winger. Because, um, no, hell, I, you, you. The funny thing is, is like uh, somebody made a comment last week about, man, the world really got messed up when the coach decided to make this guy a defender and not an offensive player. Yeah, I don't necessarily know what they were thinking, but hey, you know what? He, he That's does, life. He has the ability to score. Oh, yeah, yeah. He just has no ability to defend. He he has stepped it up. I, I gave him credit the, uh, his last outing. He did he did track back um, on a couple of occasions. He looks and like a duck out of water when he defends. It, he gets that's lucky. what's concerning. That's what's concerning is that it looks labor to him. And to me, all the best defenders, it, it looks easy. effortless to them. It just they were just such in sync. They knew exactly what to do. Um, for him, it seems very belabored. He really has to try. Like even hard. if you watch Reese 
like Reese looks like it's in the, he's not even trying and he takes the ball from people. Yeah, I mean like Reese has two emotions uh, on the pitch. It's like cool or extremely pissed off at somebody yep. for a late challenge or something like that. Like that, those are the two emotions that he like ex- ex- uh, displays effortlessly. Not saying that he's not capable of more than those two emotions. Um, if you notice, guys, we didn't talk about the transfer window because Chelsea did not do any dealings in the transfer window. For really, us, no teams really did a lot. Maybe offloaded of, players, but that, but no, no team was really doing a lot in the transfer window this year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a weird season to be honest, and a lot of people, a lot of the teams are still hit too hard financially because of COVID. Right, right. So. I mean, also, uh, there's uh, a lot of player injuries, so like top prospects, you know, maybe they're not available. What's the point in going after them? Also, something to take into consideration if you're new to the Premier League, like a trans- a January window buy typically sends the message that a team is desperate, which means the prices for those players can go up um quite quite a bit more so than uh in the summertime and, and I, we both know why chelsea is not they're they're not buying yet and it's because they're going to put up 100 million pounds for uh, holland yeah i, I think and we're not training for the summertime and tuchel's not the reason why we're going to even go after holland it's been already outspoken that Abramovich wants to buy him. He'll buy him at whatever price they throw on his head because uh, he doesn't want another Zlatan-type striker to go to another top six team. Yeah, and here's the thing. To, to To his credit, I mean, if you've been... If you've at least been following Chelsea during the... Uh, Obramovich Empire, the era of the the High Republic. If you follow that time period, you know we have Chelsea has been associated or linked with a lot of young top prospects and phenoms, or later would be phenoms, and we seem to n- not be able to finish the deal. Uh, Two of which, like one of them was super poignant, which is the Sergio Aguero. I remember being so excited. Uh, I was like, yes, we need to get Sergio Aguero. He, like, he is going to do good things. Well, lo and behold, he did do good things, but for Man City. um, Well, we also have bad luck because we always have manager issues around the times when these prospects. Are wanting and to we come. we're cursed. We're I feel like we are cursed in the specifically the striker position. Like drug by Diego Costa. I don't want this to happen. I do not what? want this to happen ever. But I do think it could curve Holland wanting to come to us because they sacked Frank Lampard, and Holland wanted to play for Frank Lampard. Yeah, and he said that out. Uh, but here's the thing, All though, right. is maybe is Holland the Drugba to Werner's Nicholas Anelka? I do think I do think he could be, just because it, it matches up with the type of strikers. 
if we get Holland, I do want to let everybody know the type of striker Holland is, is like a very Zlatan, Costa, like Dietrich Drogba. He doesn't like, care about people anybody have, else. He cares about confidence. his goals. He cares about his goals. Yeah, that's all he cares about. He cares about scoring and winning games and winning trophies. That's all the kid wants. He wants to be a phenom. He is the Ivan Drago of professional football. And every top striker, the most successful striker, all of those guys exude that level of ego. They have to. They have to. It's that confidence. And that's like you you need that. That's what I say. Like Drugba and Diego Costa gave you that. Like in their prime, they were they like they knew they were good. Um, but we don't seem to have that right now. And don't get me wrong, Werner's is a super talented player, um, and he'll catch his form. I do believe he will. But he's not going to be that striker for that's going to like like roughhouse grab the the game by the collar and just score the goal. That's not the dimensions that he gives in his play style. Doesn't mean that it's bad. His play style is just, if that's what you want, you're not going to get that from him in that Think aspect. Think about this. We are going to get Holland for 100 million pounds. And I think there will be some clauses and stuff in there. But I actually think Man United paid 70 million pounds for Sancho, and Sancho does not work out for them. Yeah. I have... Because they're going to drop it for like $10 million just because of his form this season. But he's had a few good games, so he hasn't lost total form. But they could say, well, he lost form because he wanted to go to another club. And we just didn't let him. But they're still going to charge Man United £70 million. Because they still want him. I, I mean... I guarantee they pay £70 million for him. You, you really have to be careful with like what what always baffles me as a fan is that phenom that could have been had a couple of decisions gone a different way. Like I, I think sometimes undue pressure on a player can rob a player of of their their final form, if you will. Um, now you can make the argument if you truly are that just means that they weren't fully truly great and that those that were able to overcome those things they really are even greater i i mean we can go all day back and forth on that perspective but um it is something i ponder at times when it comes to putting pressure on these players uh dortmund overall is just not uh is not firing on They're all really cylinders not. so um, for them, it's it's a it's a team problem, uh, and it's something that I can honestly say it might be deserving. Like when you have a business model that, like, at least from an outside looking in, you sell your top prospects. Like, there's no attempt to retain them. It's like it, it's almost like you're just okay with feeding the teams and just. It seems more businesslike than play play focused. Um, I think you cultivate this. Like, I don't disagree with you. I actually think you're spot on with that. Oh, so 
you know, that's that's for for uh, a different podcast. No, but I, I think I think you're one hundred percent right, and I think I think it's going to be one of the biggest issues with that team. Oh yeah, I mean, like Robert Lewandowski left Dortmund on a free. Now we weren't part of the negotiations. Uh, he could have just, you know, just wanted to be part of the Bayern train. And for any of you guys who st- who try to use, because I know this, some people have thought about it. Well, Robert Lewandowski, he's not that ego. Robert Lewandowski accused, has one of the biggest egos. Well, he accused his Bayern Munich teammates that if he were to get the service that Obama Young got for Dortmund the year Obama Young got, that he would have won the Golden Boot. He basically blamed his team for not for robbing him of his Golden Boot. Like they are the reasons why, because they did not uh, like provide him with uh, necessary assists. He had to basically I'm, do it all himself. I'm a Byron fan, so I love Lewandowski. I think he's actually like a really, I think he's a really good player, but I don't think he is a player that would do spectacular in the Premier League. So I don't think he would do spectacular in the Premier League. Yeah. Right now, that's. Everybody uh, listening to the podcast, that's Loki. <laughs> he's a uh, Loki is not pro uh, pro Bayern. That's that's him talking against Bayern Munich. I, I wouldn't be surprised, but he is pro Germany with four national <laughs> national FIFA <laughs> World Cups. He's really pro that. Like, yeah. he, he told me he's like West Germany, East Germany. They're the same thing. It's, it's, it's the Dane in him. Contrary to popular belief, Danes. Uh, Great Danes uh, are actually German. German breed. Okay, guys. Well, I think that concludes it. We ended on a low-key note. A low-key note. <laughs> a low-key note. And guys, like I I don't want any any of you to think that uh, Chelsea's going to win anything crazy this year. Just hope for the highest placement they can get and maybe an FA Cup. Uh, but other than that, I'm going to keep saying, and Frank, we trust. And keep it footy, y'all. <laughs>